0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas: abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy es lo que abuela quisiera. Barapapapa. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado.
1: Welcome to part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack, and while I'm saying hello to to you in part two, I'm going to say hello to some more people in the live chat. There's Michael O'Malley. Snowman, Mark Tobin, just me, Sebastian Sanchez, AJ, Gavin Antony, Lucky Left, Ezra, Corey Gast, Super Steelers. I wish I wish they were Super Steelers this year, but at least we have a Super Steelers in the live chat. Wes Hickok. So let's see if we can find some... Uh, some um, interesting comments before i before i start uh, part two here's one from from gyro mike t went from coach of the year favorite to on the hot seat ain't eh? that the truth he sure did i mean that's the thing it, it just it's like uh it's like groundhog day every off season with this team now uh, going back to gosh i mean uh, it, it, you know they had a nice run in 2015 and they had an even better run in 2016. But since that Super Bowl in 2010, the uh, Super Bowl 45, it's been the same thing every year. It seems like they get bounced in round one, or they barely miss. You know, so it's getting, you know, it's getting a little old. And I can see where people would be frustrated with Mike Tomlin and Art II and Ben and 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 you know how they would want, you know, why they would want so many, cha- you know, like they want to start over, basically blow the whole thing up. Which I mean. Uh, I, I don't know if that's necessary because they have such a great defense. I don't think you have to blow anything up at, at this point. You just have to hope that, for example, uh, you know, if you do bring everybody back except Bud, which um, I don't know if that's even possible because Mike Hilton's going to be, he's going to command a, a, a huge contract I think from, in free agency and even Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton acquitted himself quite well last year, so he put himself on the map and he's a free agent, so maybe he'll be too expensive, but yeah, you know, provided you can hold on to one of those guys, and provided you don't cut Joe Hayden, uh, you're still going to have a pretty good defense even without Bud. The only question is, can Alex Highsmith make that leap in a second year? Which I'm confident that he might be able to. You know, he he he's definitely dedicated. He's definitely a a a a hard worker and a quick learner, and he has uh, the ability. He has he, he he has the aptitude of of to rush the passer. So. You have a great defense. So I don't think it's it's necessary to blow everything up, but you might have to make a lot of tough decisions and hope that um hope that, that the guys you keep uh, can keep you keep you in contention. I I don't know. I mean I I I don't know which way they're going to go. That's what I mean. They're at a crossroads. I mean they, they could blow it all up. You know, they could they could cut Ben and 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 uh, go with Mason. I could see them uh, releasing Ben or him retiring and them just going with Mason Rudolph for a year. Because even if you free up $19 million, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to have the the kind of um, room to bring in a, you know, people keep talking about Deshaun Watson or somebody like that, which I mean, if Ben retired, I would, I would sign my name in for like I said last week for Deshaun Watson, but I don't think that's realistic. So I think what you're, what you're going to do is you're going to go, Uh, With Mason Rudolph for a year, it's it's the final year of his rookie deal. So you 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 know you're going to say to yourself, well, we got to find out about this guy. We drafted him, we traded up in the third round to get him, we had a first round grade on him, and we just have to find out about him. I mean, before we move on and make another decision, make other decisions on the on this very important position, you know, NFL quarterback, we have to find out about Mason. And 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 if he if he acquits himself uh, well, then then um, maybe you you can get yourself a, a, a fairly inexpensive, really good quarterback, but that's, that's, that's just speculation. I don't know. What I do know is that brings me to my next topic is they fired Randy Fichter, the offensive coordinator. They were, they didn't, they didn't renew his contract. Same difference, right? They're not bringing him back. And this makes a lot of people happy and, I wrote a sarcastic article about it when I heard about it yesterday and you know, a lot of people had good points in in, in the comment section. You know, you're crazy if you think that, that they didn't need to make a change and it's not just, that's not really what I was pointing at. My point was what's it going to change? I mean, this is their fourth offensive coordinator or it will be whoever they hire since 2011. And, uh, you know, what's the common denominator? And that's Ben Roethlisberger, you know, uh, And at this stage of his career, you know, are you going to are you going to is he going to stand for or is he is he is he going to accept an entirely new philosophy, offensive philosophy by somebody, a radical change? No, he's not. So um, if if Ben does stick around, what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to bring in somebody that he's comfortable with, not necessarily a friend, but somebody that he respects and he's comfortable with. Somebody who maybe has a is better at game planning, situational football than Randy Fickner was. Somebody like that, but somebody who's not going to to radically change the system and somebody that's gonna allow him to be him. So my point is okay, you, you got rid of Randy Fickner, but what's it really gonna change? Because it all it ultimately comes down to, to Ben and 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 uh, what he likes, you know. And and if you do radically if you do bring in somebody uh, that wants to make radical changes, well, Ben's probably just going to say, well, see you around. I'm done. I'm going to retire now. So that's my thing. So yeah, they fired Randy Fichter, but is it really going to change a whole lot for 2021? I mean, uh, if Ben sticks around, it's probably going to be status quo. And if he retires, you're probably going to, it's going to, you're going to be worse off no matter who the coordinator is. That was kind of my point. And, 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 and honestly, it's just, I just get frustrated with reading the same things over and over again since the late 20, 2000s. You know, I remember. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I went to the the season opener, uh, the 2009 season opener. You know, after they won Super Bowl 43, my then girlfriend and I went to that game, Thursday night football, against the Titans. And within 15 minutes, somebody was screaming. You know, I, this is why I bleep and hate Aryans. You know somebody in our section. so you know it's you just you just hear the same things over and over again about coordinate uh, offensive coordinators. you know it's like I, I was I was counting in my head today since Cowher took over in 1992, I think they've gone through eleven or maybe twelve offensive coordinators, and they've gone through half as many defensive coordinators. and there have been some great defenses here, but there's also been some bad defenses, especially this past decade or so. So, you know, it seems to me like it's a thankless job being an offensive coordinator and and you wear out your welcome pretty quickly. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if a year or two from now, whoever they hire, you know, his offense is quote unquote too, too predictable. He's throwing too many bubble screens. He's not establishing the run, you know, so that's kind of my point about that. Not that they didn't need to make a change or, 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 or should make a change. It's just like, is it really going to change anything? But they are going to, they are going to bring in a new person. And if, if you're asking me who I think they should get, I'll tell you who I think they should get. I think they should get somebody who used to be a, uh, a, 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 a head coach, somebody like a, a well-respected person, like a Jim Caldwell, somebody like that, somebody that Ben would respect. Cause if they try to bring in a, a young hotshot, you know, you know, 35 year old you know is Ben going to respect that guy is he going to listen to somebody who's younger than him because you know Ben's not exactly the easiest person to deal with I think we're, we we can all admit that I mean you you know most most uh franchise quarterbacks are, are pretty egotistical right and I think he he falls in that category I mean I think he he had a lot to do with uh with Todd Haley getting fired and he, pro- he probably had a lot to do with with Randy Fichtner getting hired so you know, he kind of calls the shots in a lot of ways in the, within the organization. So is he going to listen to a guy that that, that has uh, that doesn't have much experience in the league, you know, who might just be a, like a hot shot name? Like, for example, is he going to listen to Adam Gase? I mean, Adam Gase, it, seem, it would seem like you're hiring Todd Haley. Uh, or, or even Matt Canada seems like that kind of guy. Like, you've I've heard things about him. He used to be pitch coordinator. And you've heard, you know, some things about him and his ego. So is Ben going to want to work with that guy. I don't know, but maybe he'll work with a Jim Caldwell. Maybe he'll work with a Doug Peterson. Maybe he'll work with a Norb Turner. You know, somebody who's, who's uh, who commands respect simply because who he is, not because he's a taskmaster and he's uh, he's got a big ego just because who he is like, you know, like if, if um, Tony Dungy is nice as Tony Dungy came in is if he came in here right now and was a defensive coordinator, the players will respect him just because he's Tony Dungy, not because he's a hard ass. It's because he's Tony Dungy, you know, so somebody, uh, if they could bring in somebody like that, somebody with a wealth of experience and knowledge and somebody who maybe Ben could listen to and, and wouldn't, um, you know, want to throw him under the bus or anything like that. Somebody that he would, he would respect. I think that's who they should bring in. I I don't think at this stage, if Ben's going to stick around he's not going to stick around for some young, young, uh, Oh, he's going to, he's going to only stick around for somebody who's going to make him feel comfortable. And I think that's who they should go with. Uh, that, those are, uh, those are my thoughts on that. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of jaded when it comes to the offensive coordinator. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know a lot about that kind of thing. I realized that, um, that Haley was, was, a lot different than Bruce Arians in this approach. And he was a great game planner, but he was, he was pretty horrible at situational stuff. Uh, whereas maybe Fickner had a, had a, a good run f- with the situational stuff early on, you know, it, it helped that he had a B here too in his first year. So I realized that there's differences with all these guys and you can maybe bring somebody in who can tweak, maybe not radically change things, but, but tweak them. But I'm just, I, I'm just, again, I'm just jaded by the whole OC. It's like, it's like with, with, with the goalie in hockey, it's like, that's the first thing that people always point to is they need a new goalie. The goalie sucks. Get rid of him. You know, people love Marc-Andre Fleury now, but I remember when he was here and people hated people couldn't wait to, for him to leave. Now all of a sudden he's a saint and he, he's ascended to, you know, penguins heaven. And, and now he's, he's canonized. But when he was here fans didn't necessarily love him. Uh, I remember when, when when Matt Murray was was great, and then they couldn't wait for him to leave. Now I'm, I'm the Penguins are two games into the season, and, and I'm already seeing some things about Jari. You know, get rid of Jari or, or, or bench him or whatever. So, you know, that, that's kind of like what the OC is to me. It's like it, it's you, you don't hear a whole heck of a lot about defense. Like why why did they blitz there? Or why didn't they? Why why were they playing zone? I mean, you do hear about that, but not, not you don't hear it about you, you don't, you don't hear the criticism about defenses nearly as much as you do offense. Cause I mean, you know, if a play doesn't work, well, naturally you could say, well, they should have tried something else. So that's, that's, that's my, my whole thing with the, the offensive coordinator. It's like, you know, I'm not going to be like ecstatic with whoever they hire. I'm just not going to be, I'm, 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 I'm keeping it real. I'm not going to be over the moon with any, anybody. Cause you know, I liked, uh, I liked the Arians, but nobody else did. I didn't like Haley, but he was really good. And then people hated him. I was okay with Fickner because I thought he would be like uh, he would he would keep the 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 Haley uh, game plan, the Haley uh, philosophy. But he would just be nicer with Ben. He would be easier to work with for Ben. Uh, but then people people uh, turned on him. So I just like whatever whoever they hire, I'll 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 be fine with. So I'm just. Over over the whole OC discussion. So those are my my uh, topics for the night, and uh, I will open things up to some questions. So let's see what you got. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna bet it's a lot about the draft and and Fichtner and 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 true to true to point. Let's see here we have here. Uh oh, I'm seeing the word I'm seeing Commons name in the same paragraph as, as, as and clown. So let's see what. This is from Brad Williams. Tomlin is a sellout covering his own butt. What a clown. And, and the Rooneys won't even fire him because of the race thing being so big right now. The organization is about to become the new Browns. Well, that is a kind of ridiculous thing to say, Brad. Um, I've said this a million times about about the, the Rooney role and and and, and Tomlin and, and the Rooneys uh maybe worried about that. If they were so worried about the quote-unquote race thing with Mike Tomlin and how that would look. and say were the 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 people who, uh, since Dan Rooney um, was the the architect of the of the Rooney Rule, why would they just hire another minority coach? I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of good ones out there. Eric enemy he's always getting passed over. He's the, the the OC guru with the Chiefs. I'm sure he would come here in a heartbeat. Uh, so I, I don't, you know, to this, 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 this say that is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. I've heard, uh, I've heard worse. And here's one from black and gold. Is there really no chance we can resign, bud? Well, I mean, I was talking to my brother about this the other day and he insisted that they, that they cut Ben and, and free up money so they can resign. Bud. well, I mean, you think about what a guy like that's going to command on the open market, you know, say they don't franchise tag him again, which, why would they? after coming off of a major knee surgery, uh, you know, he had a torn ACL at the end of the year. Uh, but you know, provided he does, uh, rehab all the way back, he's going to command. I'm, I'm guessing upwards of around 15 million a year on the, I mean, what did he make last year on the franchise tax? 16 million, something like that, 17 million. So you figure that's what he's going to want for an annual contract. Now, um, maybe teams shy away from him because of the injury. I, I don't know. I mean, I doubt that they will, but say that they do, maybe you can get them on a bit of a discount, but I think at this point, when you're, when you're so strapped by the salary cap, um, I think you're going to try to save money whenever you can, wherever you can. And I think, you know, they signed Alex high or they drafted Alex Highsmith last year with the, with the, the purpose of, of him being Bud's replacement. Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and, and hope that the young guy can can replace the uh, the superstar that, that you can't afford to sign. I mean, they have TJ. Watt. he's going to want? He's going to command. I'm guessing between 20 and 25 million a year. Can you really afford to put that much money into one position? I don't think you can. You know, I mean, I I referenced Bill Cowher earlier. Uh, he had a lot of great drafts in the 90s, and it seemed like there was always somebody waiting in the wings to replace a free agent, and and they did that for many years until it caught up to them in the late nineties and they had to kind of uh, start over or they had to kind of start over. But, um, uh, is there a chance they could sign bud? I mean, I think there's a slim one, but I, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it at all. I mean, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet much money on it. I should say. Here's one from Tyler W. Maybe we start investing first rounders in offense. Well, I mean, they've, they've certainly, uh, invested in the, in the, in the defense, uh, they, they, it, it, take, it took them a a, 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 number of years and, you know, they had to make some, swing some, uh, trades, you know, they, they went on and they got Minka, uh, of course they had to get lucky with Joe Hayden becoming available, the Browns releasing him. So, you know, it took them a while to rebuild the defense, but now the defense is, I don't, don't want to say set because you're never set in the NFL, but. The defense is, is in, I think, in, provided uh, Devin Bush comes back and, <coughs> excuse me, uh, and, and uh, Alex Heisman again makes that leap in the second season, I think your defense is in pretty good shape. So maybe it's time to start investing in the offense. And, uh, you know, a lot of people su- are suggesting the offensive line because, you know, I think you know, I mentioned Villanueva, away the Palancey, the Castro. I mean, you know, there might be a, a huge overhaul, uh, uh, you know, with the Hogs, you know, but having said that, you know, you still have Shooks, who I think has shown promise, and Zach Banner, who they like. He'll be coming off of, a, of an ACL tear, but you know, I think you know they earmarked both of those guys to be their future tackles. Before last season, I think they kind of expected to to move on from, from Big Al before 2020 even started. And of course, you have Kevin Dotson at guard. I think he's he's he screams uh, pro bowler. I mean, he he looks like he's he's headed for that kind of career. So. You know, I think maybe you start with the line, but you're also, I think, in better shape than people think with the line. I think you have a, a few good prospects there. Matt Filer, who's, you know, maybe he's not cut out to be a guard, but he certainly had a, a nice run at, at, at right tackle. Maybe if, if Zach Banner or Shooks, maybe if you're not happy with them, you know, Matt Filer is still pretty young. I think he's still in his late 20s. He, he might want to raise, but he's not going to command, you know, mega bucks. So maybe you can retain him, and he's one of your – he could be one of your tackles you know so i think you're you're in better shape on the line than, than i think people realize but but i wouldn't i, I certainly wouldn't be, wouldn't be shocked if they invested a first round pick maybe at, at center or or, or or guard you know so to, you know to maybe not replace the cashier right now but maybe uh, in another year or two and of course you know uh you know, running back's always a uh uh it's always a, a priority for a lot of fans, and and after this season, it's hard to, it's hard to argue. I mean, I think uh, the running game showed so much promise early on with James Connor and even <clears throat> excuse me, Benny Snell, but then it just faded away. And you can maybe a lot of that was due to the to the, to the line, but I think you have to look at at, at running backs. you not in the first round. I think the the new first round for running backs is the second round. I think you you can get a first round caliber talent in, in the second round. So I think that's a, another place maybe they they have to. To invest a high draft pick uh possibly tight end i think you know it, it maybe yeah you like eric ebron you like vance mcdonald but i think it's it's time to get a uh a young stud in, at that position you know somebody who can maybe replicate with with a lot of, a lot of the young tight ends are doing guys like uh uh gosh kelsey he, he, although he's not that young but you know he's certainly the best in the business right now but so, somebody like that you know um yeah so Maybe you know it's time to invest uh, in the offense again. Here's one from Ezra. He says we might go cornerback in the first round. That's always a. I'm pretty curious as to why you would say that because they have Steven Nelson. Um, He's obviously a a, a, a really solid player, and 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 Justin Lane is a third round pick. He got he saw a lot of playing time last year. Maybe he's ready to make that jump. As a starter, you, you, you never know. Here's here's a uh, here's a philosophical uh, quote uh, comment from from Felicia Ballard, one of our regulars. Like Teddy Pentagrass song says, "I think I better let it go because Bud's too much. Yo line is too old, and Ben is about to hear his own voices in his head during the off season. Yeah, uh, maybe you're right." Maybe you're right. That's a that's a uh, good point. I don't I don't know. Um, they're definitely again they're definitely at a crossroads. Here's one from Thaddeus Kennedy. Can you tell us your picks for weekend games? Gosh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Ever since that game last Sunday, I, I kind of uh, took a break from the NFL. I just needed a break from the NFL. I I, I like the uh, I like the Chiefs over the Browns, of course. <clears throat> um, Let's see who the Ravens are playing. The uh, the Bills, I like the Bills in that game. I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bills for the AFC title. Uh, I'm not going out on much of a limb there, although I think a lot of people like like the Ravens. A lot of the people are always high on the Ravens, especially when they're a wild card team. People just love the Ravens as a wild card, and there's certainly that this year. Um, as far as the NFC, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, Packers and the Saints. I, I like the Rams a lot, but their quarterback uh situation is so horrible for 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 the for being in the division around the playoffs i mean they have a good defense and Aaron donald is is uh supernatural but he's not that good he's not good good enough to make up for for jared goff and his uh fractured thumb so i look for the uh the packers and the saints to to survive this weekend and and uh Although I, you never know. I mean, I was shocked to see the, the Seahawks go down last week because I, I thought they were a, a strong contender. But so those are my picks. I went with the, uh, I guess, the chalk, right? You know, I, I don't, I, I like the buck, I don't like the Buccaneers, but obviously you have to like what they've uh, been able to to do. But I, I don't, I don't see them going far or much further than than uh, than the divisional round. Here's one from Wes Hickok. Farley in the first round, I, I can get behind that. I don't even know who that is. I'm not gonna lie, Wes. You know a lot about the draft. You, a lot of you guys are just uh, just uh, real big draft nicks. And 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 uh, but I, I haven't even thought about it yet, <clears throat> honestly. I mean, it takes me a while to ramp up for the draft. I'm not gonna lie. Some people, they're ready to go. Ten seconds after the Steelers last game, they're ready to go with mock drafts. Me, I, it takes me a while. I gotta. I got to, you know, process the, uh, the, uh, the end of the season and, 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 you know, uh, deal with that. Although believe it or not, this might've been the, the least depressed I've ever been after a playoff loss. I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm like, I was like the Steelers and just kind of fizzled out down the stretch. Maybe it was the, the, uh, the pandemic and, and, and watching all these games and empty stadiums. Maybe it just, it just kind of got to me and I, I just, I wasn't that emotionally, um, upset about it Uh, other than, you know, seeing Ben, you know, weeping on the sidelines. Of course, it could be my new job too. It's, it's, it's beating me up with the overtime. So maybe, uh, you know, that, that has something to do with it, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know who Farley is, but, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll we'll hear a lot about him. Here goes Michael O'Malley. Uh, go O-line the first five picks. Whatever you go. Uh, you know, I think they did did that one year. They went was it twenty twelve? They drafted DeCastro and Mike Adams one and two. So let's see what else we have here. Wes Hickok says Lane sucks. Well, there you go. Maybe that's why they go cornerback in the first round. Wes knows the stuff. So uh, if he thinks uh, he he was right about Jalen Samuels, I, I I gave him a hard time all season about Jalen Samuels, but it turns out he was right. Jalen Samuels was just a former fifth round pick. Let's see here. Here's one from Mr. Todd. I guess he, he's referring to me. Add guests every now and then, but you're solid. Well, there you go. I, I don't know. I I don't even know who I would add as a guest. Here's um, a comment from Michael Froman. All the fake Steeler fans, go ahead and put Mason in and see what happens. I don't know if it's more about putting mason in and moving on from ben but if they do move on from ben that's that's my guess is that's what they would do they would go with mason for a year because i think that's what you almost have to do that at this point just just to see if you can if you could uh develop him into a a decent enough quarterback that that where you don't have to break the bank and pay another guy what you've been paying ben all these years which has kind of held the team back in a weird a weird way it's that's the uh what's the word, the paradox of, of, uh, of, of having a franchise quarterback. They say, a lot of people say um, your best chance of winning with those guys, especially in this era is during their rookie contracts, because once, once they become uh, superstars, once they get in that second and third contract, they want, you know, 35 miles, 35, 40, 45 million a year. That's a big chunk of your salary cap. So, you know, maybe, you know, they owe it to themselves again to find out about a guy like Mason Rudolph before you, before you go out and, 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 and invest a first round picking somebody before you go out, maybe sign a, um, a free agent veteran, like a felt rivers, like they, like a lot of teams did this year with those kind of guys, or maybe you make a play for Deshaun Watson. If he really is that, that disgruntled in Houston before you do all that and, and, and take on that much kind of salary again, maybe it, it, it's, it's, it's in your best interest to find out about a a player like Mason Rudolph. That's, that's, I don't know. Here's one from, here's a question from Thomas L or Tom Aselli. I'm sorry. BTS Steelers radio. Are the rumors true that Marquis Pouncey is on the verge of retirement? Uh, well, I mean, there are definitely rumors out there, whether they're true or not. That's anyone's guess. I, you know, I've read 50, 50, Oh, i could see i could certainly see him walking away i mean that might have been may, may have been another reason why ben was crying on the bench maybe they were talking and maybe marquis said you know i'm done man and you know they're they're really tight and maybe ben you know got emotional for that but i you know i think it was more because he realizes that you know uh he might he may ne- he may never get back to the top again as a as a quarterback And on that note, I've, I've rambled on. I've, I've, I've enjoyed your company tonight. So I think I'm going to uh, bid you adieu. Tonight's my, this is my, uh, this is my Sunday. Tomorrow starts my Monday. It's my new work week it begins on, on uh, Saturday. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking forward to to Wednesday night when I'm off again. So uh, on that self uh on that note, I will uh, I will say good night, and um, I can't say go Steelers anymore because they're they're not going anywhere for a year, or at least until next uh, August. But uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, hopefully on the hangover on on, uh, on Monday. You guys uh, have a great weekend.
0: Anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.